Hey everybody, and welcome to That Tracks Podcast, the podcast where we talk about tractors. <laughs> Can you imagine if this was like all about tractors? What's your favorite tractor? I don't I don't think I would have enough to say about tractors. A farm all. Mm, don't know what that is. You don't it farms all. If people get mad that I don't know what a tractor brand is, then I think they're just You know what John Deere is. Though, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I would have said John Deere. Because that's the only kind that I know. International Harvester? Uh, that sounds familiar. Okay. I'm not a, I didn't grow up like on the farm or anything. How do you Me know? Me neither. <laughs> How do you know these things? You, I don't know why I asked that. You ever question. driven a tractor? Mm, yeah. Have you? I mean, I've driven a John Deere, it wasn't a tractor, it was like a lawnmower. Mm. We're just jumping right into this, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> you well, rode a lawnmower and you called it a tractor? I like think, a riding lawnmower? Yeah. Okay. Not a tractor. What constitutes something as a tractor? Are you getting any sort of fuzz in your ears, or is it just me? I think it's just me. Okay. Just. It's not me, it's you. Make sure everything's good to go. <laughs> Little fuzzies there. All right. Uh, yeah, I drew, I, my dad has a tractor. What is the difference between a riding lawnmower and a tractor? Size. And also, a tractor is not a lawnmower. Mm. Oh. It has a lawnmower attachment. It can't cut the grass. It can. If it has with the With the attachment, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Does other things too, though. Random facts with Tim and Nick. It's not random. Uh, we were talking about tractors. I think this that is a the... podcast about tractors. <laughs> is it not? I think that the entire conversation about tractors is pretty random. Okay. Anyways, welcome back. <laughs> we hope you all are having a great week. Have you had a good week? Yeah, I think so. It's so bizarre to me that it's been a week since we recorded because we recorded this last Friday. Bare naked ladies. What? It's been one week. Oh, I know that reference. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> yeah, it felt. It doesn't feel like it's been a week. It feels like I've seen you every day of my life for the past five days. I don't really know how to take that. Because <laughs> I haven't seen you. I know, we haven't seen each other. And last Friday, we had just finished running the 10K, and it feels like so much has happened since then. Right. In one week. And I guess we can jump right into that, because yeah. you finished... The dopey. You did it. I did it. I you can wear the, the shirt now. I wore the shirt. I wore the shirt this morning. Mm. I did. So I was invited by Disney Parks to go do yoga at Disney Springs this Ooh. morning. And you better believe I wore my dopey shirt. I, I We went to Festival of the Arts too. And yeah. a lot of people were wearing their marathon. Absolute. Half 10K. Five, I, was, I saw a guy wearing a 5K shirt. Yeah. yeah. Better represent. You better represent. When you run Disney, you represent any race that you did and, and wear that medal proudly. Yeah. I should have worn my dopey medal to Festival of the Arts today. Should have. Missed opportunity. Do you think that people uh, only wear, because you get six medals, right? Or you get five? Six. Six. If you, you get, do dopey, you get six. Yeah, you get six medals. Uh, 5K, 10K, half, full, goofy, dopey. Correct. Those are the six medals. Do you think that after Monday, because right, Monday is Medal Monday, everybody wears their medals that Correct. day. Yeah. Do you think people then just scale back to the dopey medal? I think so. Wearing all six medals, it's pretty heavy. That's what I told you. Yeah. <laughs> that was my inspirational text to you. I said, your neck, you're going to need like icy hot on your neck from wearing too many medals. Yeah, I woke up to that text and I was ready to go. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah, I think like wearing all six medals is not necessarily functional because of it's heavy, but also because it makes me nervous. I'm very particular about this, but it made me nervous that the medals were going to scratch against each other oh, and yeah. then wear off because that has happened to my medals before. Because you got too many medals. Yeah, like, it, it, yeah, it, no, not because I have too many medals. 
You just gloss it. You're like, yeah, of course. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that made me nervous because I, I want them to look good. Well, yeah, because it's an accomplishment. For sure, yeah. And I don't want like Mickey's nose to be peeling off because he was like scraping up. Rubbing up against Toby. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, uh, you kept all your bibs? It's just one bib that you had, right? You just rewore it? When you do dopey, you get two bibs, and you get one bib for the 5K and 10K, and then one bib for the half marathon and full marathon. Which sounds like a bad idea, because my bib, after I, because I sweat a lot. Yeah. Sweat a lot. Yeah. Like, more than most people. Yeah. My bib was, like, ruined after the 10K. I'll get into, like, a little bit of what happened with dopey, and since I left you all that Friday evening... I was prepping for the next day. I was prepping for the half marathon. So I left here, went back to the hotel Set room. Set the scene. Yeah, went back to the hotel room. 45 degrees outside. <laughs> I don't remember the temperature. I did go back to the hotel room, took a nap. The fam came over. Um, we had dinner, and then not long after I went to bed. Go ahead. And by fam, you mean family. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that I needed to clarify that. I'm old. But I'm proud of you for knowing that reference. Yeah. Also, I'm proud that I had, I said something that you had to pick up on a reference with. You know what? You better have a cheater girl's fact. I don't. Oh my. I do, but I don't. You're going to let down a lot of people. I don't think I will. (laughs) Let me see. (laughs) Like I'm one of them. Anyways, we'll get there. Don't try to like jump to that because that's at the end of the Okay. I got scared for a second. (laughs) I just don't pay attention to me on my phone while you're talking about. No, stop it. You can't cheat. Um, (laughs) I'm just looking up facts. So, uh, so yeah, so Friday evening, um, as I was in the process of getting ready for the race, it was around six or six 30 run Disney updated all of the runners through social media that big changes had happened for the half marathon that was going to be run Saturday morning. And that was, um, the course was modified down to 7.1 miles. So a half marathon is 13.1 miles. The course was modified due to inclement weather. They anticipated a band of storms coming through. Saturday around like 9 30 10 o'clock so they wanted to make sure that all of the runners were off the course by that time everyone was safe um and so they had to modify the course down to 7.1 miles it was a huge bummer for me um because I was participating in my first dopey and I wanted to feel like I had trained to accomplish all of those miles and I wanted to feel like I was running all of those miles on the courses that Disney had like prepped for us right but I think it was even more of a bummer for everyone who registered for just the half marathon. Right. I mean, that was their race. They had been training months for a half marathon. A lot of these people were doing their first ever half marathon. They traveled from wherever to Disney. I mean, I know people traveled internationally to come run the half marathon. And they were at their hotel rooms and they get the message the night before, we don't have 13.1 miles for you to run tomorrow, just 7.1. Totally understandable because... It would be a nightmare for bad weather to roll through and Disney have to clear probably between ten to 15,000 people off of World Drive. Off of a public road. Yeah, there's Nowhere just, near their cars. No, there's no way that that would have been like functional. It would have put a lot of people at risk if the weather did get really bad. Right. So it totally made sense, but it didn't take away from the fact that it was a huge bummer. Question for you, and you might not have an answer to this. Okay. It might be a question for them. Um, do other, like if the Boston Marathon, mm-hmm. do they have an inclement weather? They never modify the course, right? Yeah, I don't know. That they is... just cancel it. They're just like, mm. 
Yeah. If you're a runner and you are watching or listening, let us know because I, I have only ever really done run Disney races. I knew for a fact that once I was done with those 7.1 miles, depending on what the weather looked like, if the weather was nasty, I was going to go back to the hotel and then figure out how to get those miles in later. Uh, but if the weather was okay, I was going to try my best to get six more miles in because I could not in my brain wear a medal that had dopey on it that said 48.6 miles knowing that I, I skipped six of those. Some people were doing like the coast to coast challenge where they were doing a half marathon here and then going to run a half marathon in California. And they said, Oh, all I got to run is 7.1 miles tomorrow to get my half medal and qualify for that coast to coast. By all means, I'll take it. And you know what? Kudos to Beth. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, everybody handled that news differently. Some people were like, yes, that's all I have to run right now. Um, but I was determined to finish my first dopey and complete it fully. fully. And a lot of people who were just doing the half marathon felt the same way as well. They wanted to make sure that they felt like they were earning that medal. Um, and everybody earned the medal because they finished the course that Disney had laid out for them. Right. But, and so after the race was done, yeah, after you did your 7.1, you looked around and you said, there's an empty parking lot. So there was a parking lot where other runners were running in this empty parking lot. The parking lot was closed. So it wasn't like a safety liability. Like security was standing in that parking lot and they were watching people run it. Not only were they watching people run it, we joined in and we started running around this empty parking lot and they were like cheering us on. They're like, you've got this. Go, go. How far do you have to go? It was brutal because... It was a very small parking lot, so it was a lot of running in circles. And it started pouring on us, so we were soaked. Our shoes were soaked, but we were determined. And we did it. We ran around that parking lot for a while until they had to open it, and then we moved. And then basically we were just running like the walking corridor in front of Epcot. Um, just a nice, nice little jog. Um, we went over to the bus stops, just walked around the bus stops for a while. We were very determined to get those six miles in, and we did it. We were able to finish right at 13.1 as Epcot opened. It opened early for resort guests, which we all were, and so we were able to go into early entry. You and your friends, not every runner. Correct, correct, yeah. It was just four of us, um, but we were able to walk into Epcot and finish those 13.1 miles as we walked in, literally walking up to the Walt statue. I hit 13.1. And Walt would be proud. He was yeah, He was felt an avid runner. Was he? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think that like, yeah, I don't think he could have handled He liked that. trains. Trains moved him around. Correct. Yeah. Not his feet. I do think he would have been so excited though to like see the empire that run Disney is. Like, yeah. Just have, like seeing all of these athletes just have so much fun and like build a community. I feel like Walt would have appreciated that. He would have liked the meet and greets. Yeah. Roy would have been more into the numbers. Correct. The people and money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The logistics of it. Yeah. But He's yeah. like, ah, 48 miles, eh? <laughs> See? That's how that's how Roy talks. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard him speak before. Really? Yeah. Mm, he sounds pretty close to Walt. I feel like, no, I, I take that back because I know his. he did the opening speech of Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it was that was amazing. That was such a sense of accomplishment. Like the, the dedication that me and my friends had in finishing those six miles felt really good. And then we were that much, we felt that much more prepared as far as like willpower goes for the 26 miles on Sunday. So then, go ahead. I had an idea. <laughs> I so saw, I saw the light bulb go off. All right. And so speaking of, I'm going to jump in ahead okay. of your marathon. I'm sure. going to steal your marathon thunder oh, darn it. because I didn't run it. 
Um, <laughs> but I was thinking, you know what somebody should do? So everybody dresses up uh-huh. for Run Disney. Right. Right? People have costumes on. Right. People are doing different things. Um, but which part of the marathon would you say is the most grueling, boring part of the run? So I feel like it could change based on if the course changes or not. Um, there were two parts for me that were rough in the marathon course. And that was when we left. So we ran to Magic Kingdom um, kind of at the beginning of the race. And then we ran from Magic Kingdom to Animal Kingdom. And it was this long back road where it was only woods. It poured on us as we were running up to Magic Kingdom. And then it got very chilly. So it was like we were wet and we were cold. And we were running this like back road down to Animal Kingdom. There was nothing there. There was no like speakers so there was no music. It was just a bunch of runners. <laughs> and here's my thought. Somebody, if you're a run Disney person that is in incredible shape, I think you would have to be in incredible shape to do this, you should get together with like four or five of your incredibly shaped friends <laughs> and space yourselves out so that you could provide karaoke entertainment mm. during that section. That would be so much You fun. walk around with a speaker and a microphone and you're running. And then you like pick Disney songs and everybody around you sings a Disney song as you're running down whatever road that was. So the runners are also singing? Yeah. <laughs> you could ask them what song they want to do. Yeah. I feel like by mile, like, I think we were around like miles. 10 through 14. Oh, okay. You no, memorized I... that course, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly where you were. I Yeah. I feel like by those miles, I don't know how many people would be like super into singing. That's the thing. <laughs> They wouldn't think they were into singing oh. until it started happening. And then it would lift their spirits. Yeah, they'd be like, we don't talk about Bruno <laughs> as they're running. But it'd, or be, like, it'd be very much out of breath in the process. Yeah. Well, that's the fun part. <laughs> yeah. You got to, you know. Anything that could lift spirits in those moments, I think, is definitely a win. Yeah. Because that was a, that was a, a challenging part of the course. The other challenging part of the course, um, what's cool about the marathon it's 26.2 miles you end up running through all four parks at disney which is a very cool experience and if you're ahead of the game you do have the opportunity to potentially ride rides if you can and so when we written we ran through animal kingdom typically they will open up the single rider line for marathon runners i think that because we got there a little later they had shut that down and so they were telling runners if they wanted to run to get into the regular queue well, it was a 45-minute wait. We did not have the time to do that. Right, for Everest. For Everest. Okay. So we we skipped over Everest and then ended up... My friend was really bummed because that was something that was important to her. She really wanted to ride it. Um, but I was like, that's okay. Triceratops Spin is a walk-on. <laughs> and it's still Christmas at Animal Kingdom. They were playing Run Run Rudolph. How appropriate is that? Right? <laughs> so I... I convinced my friends to, um, my friend AJ, and AJ's pretty cool. She does TikTok, and she does a lot of run Disney content on there. Um, I, I was like, AJ, it's fine. Like, we've got this. We're going to go do Triceratops Spin. It's such a better alternative to Everest. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, absolutely, it's not. But we had so much fun with it. And what if you rode Flight of Passage? I don't think that would have been possible because the way the course worked is we came in through Africa, and then we ran through Asia. Okay. And then we ran out of the park in dino land okay we so would just have, like that back yeah yes we okay. would have behind really the tree of life booked it over to pandora probably wouldn't even been open 
Yeah, I don't know. Do you get disqualified if you do that? Like you're running off the course. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. I don't think that they would have disqualified you, but I think it puts you at risk for the balloon ladies catching up to you. Getting swept. Mm-hmm. That's a run Disney term is getting swept. Getting swept and balloon ladies are two run Disney terms. The balloon ladies are the ones that are keeping the slowest pace. Correct. But they're ahead of the sweepers. Correct. And the sweepers are the one that if you fall behind and they, the, the security guards say, shut it down, you get on a bus... Yeah. And you take the bus back and, to Epcot. You know what was really sad is that when we were leaving Animal Kingdom, we the balloon ladies were about two miles behind us. And so as we were leaving, we could see them starting to go head towards Animal Kingdom. And I watched like I watched them go by and then all of the people that were behind them and I watched like people like on bicycles pull like security pull up to those that were running and being like, I don't think you can finish the race. And that was so sad to me. Wow. I mean, kudos to them, though. Like, they got to, like, mile 14. Yeah. That is an amazing accomplishment. That's further than a half marathon. But I felt so bad. Like, it broke my heart. Especially, too, you could see people at the medical tents having to walk over to the buses as well. And that's not even, like, that is them, their body did something or their body yeah. shut down. And So it's just really sad. But Twisted an ankle. Exactly. But, you know, so much to be proud of. Like, just... Honestly, I think like getting up and getting to that starting line for a marathon, you have so much to be proud of just getting to that point. Like you did it. You signed up for the thing. You showed up. I mean, just getting a spot in the marathon (laughs) is a feat (laughs) (laughs) because so many people want to do run Disney events that they sell out so fast. Fast. Yeah. So I, I, there was such a positive energy um, during the marathon, before the marathon. I got emotional pulling into the parking lot. I am not the most like athletic person. And I talked about this on my Instagram, but I'm not the most athletic person. I never really have been. I love watching sports. I love sports. But I didn't play a whole lot of sports in high school. And I got bullied because of that quite a bit. People had a lot to say about me because I wasn't very athletic. And so getting into running and experiencing Run Disney has just been super powerful for me. Um, and pulling into the parking lot, I got very emotional all of a sudden. And I think it's because a song came on that I used to listen to in high school. Um, yeah. It like took me back. It like transported me back to all, like hearing all of the things that I had to hear say, the things that were said about me said to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm running for me today. Like run Disney. A lot of people run for causes and run for charities. And it's amazing the things that people do. But I decided like that day, I was like, you are running for Nick. And when I crossed the finish line, it, it did. It was such an empowering feeling of being like, I did that. Like, yeah. I did that for me. If I could go back and show high school Nick, you just ran 48 miles in four days. Look at you go. You know, it's just, that is the power of a marathon. It's just, it's so powerful. And they talked a lot about that as we were at the start line, as they were hyping people up for it. And it's so cool that I got to like experience that, that sense of empowerment. Anyways, I'm going off of a tangent here, but well, no, I want to know what song it was. It was it's called Hall of Fame by who? I the Cheetah think... Girls. <laughs> I ruined the moment. No, you would can't take me seriously. What? What was it by the for real? Um, I I don't remember who sings it. I think it's Lupe Fiasco. Okay, yeah, they're it, a I... lot younger than me. Yeah, that's size. My high school stuff was the Beastie Boys. A decade. Yeah, a decade. <laughs> 
but yeah so i don't know it just it was a cool it was a cool moment cool like very empowering moment well i will say this you talking about run disney and like being able to do it Mm -hmm. is uh, inspiring yeah well thanks yeah i appreciate that i feel like it was really cool to watch you get so excited about the race as you were doing it like you you were very nervous beforehand I don't mm-hmm. want to say very, because I don't think you were like... No, see, you know what I do? Here's a, a look into Tim. I like this stuff. I Go on. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I put it down. Yeah. I'm like, I hate this thing. I don't want to do this. Interesting. And then like when I'm there, like it's fine. It's not it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. Right. Um, it was fun. But like, and I, the whole reason that I put it down is because I wasn't, I've never been a runner, just like you. Right. I did do swimming and water polo in high school, so I was athletic. Yeah. And then they would have us like in the, not when I would do, uh, we called it like club team yeah. where it was not the high school team. It was afterwards. And we were just like swimming for USA swimming. Um, I was, they would like be like, all right, go run. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. It was like, <laughs> I could be doing this in the water. Yeah. That's why I like the pool. I loved to swim too. I'd swam when I was in middle school oh. and I wish that I would have kept up with that because swimming is fun. It is. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. I was like, how, like, how long would it take me to swim? A marathon. Ooh. Because, like, okay, peak performance. This is some math for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we're not going to get through the math, but maybe somebody could in the comments. A hundred meters, like, mm-hmm. high school performance, just under a minute. Okay. 59, 58. Right. Pretty good for, like, being able to keep up that pace. Yeah. Um, I was a distance swimmer, so I would do the 500. I don't remember what my times were in the 500. But that's 500 meters. How many meters are in a mile? Well, but you're, we're talking about kilometers. 10K. Oh, right. Kilometers. So you just 10,000 meters. I don't remember how many kilometers were in the marathon. I feel like I passed a 40 sign. Oh. Well, we can we can add it up. 10K <laughs> and then is, is half of a half marathon. Welcome to That Tracks where we talk about tractors and math. <laughs> so, so like a half marathon would be... 20k i'm gonna see then a marathon would be 40k look it up faster than 40k how are you looking it up faster than me just saying 40k (laughs) but but i passed that was there were there any other signs that maybe i passed i don't remember i mean you probably passed the sign that said uh welcome to animal kingdom (laughs) (laughs) how many k's is a marathon 42.195 kilometers are in a marathon okay so if i i passed the 40 but there were two more kilometers after that Oh, okay. Which actually is a pretty decent am- amount. Yeah, but somebody also asked me, they said, why do they call it, when we were running the 10K, they're like, why do they call it a 10K, but you're taking photos at the mile markers? What do you mean? Why didn't we take photos at the kilometer markers? <laughs> I don't know. Like, why weren't there kilometer markers? I don't know. I, I mean, that's how they, like, write a 10K. They'd say, like, 6.2. Okay. Probably because we don't use kilometers here in the United States. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Anyway, then your talk about Run Disney. <laughs> was that it? Were you done talking about that? I think so. But I was just going to say, I, I was very, it was very cool to watch you like get excited towards the end. Like you were cheering, you were yelling, you were having like the time of your life, really. Well, I think that's more of a me being around people. Yeah. Like if I see somebody that's accomplishing something, I'll cheer them on. It motivates you. Yeah. yeah. It motivates me to be like, let's go. Like, you guys what... are doing it. You were doing that. You were cheering everybody on that we were running by. Yeah. That, like, we had already passed. It yeah. It was pretty cool to see. Yeah, because, like, they're doing it. Yeah. It was great. It's exciting. That is the beauty of Run Disney. So, moral of the story, 
I finished it. I did it. You finished it. You did it. If you ever get the chance to do Run Disney, go for it. Do it. It's so much fun. Yeah, it was a good time. So. So you had an idea for another segment. I do. Yeah. So we do want to like have official segments on this podcast. And some of those are just going to come as time passes us by. But I had this idea and it stemmed from an idea that you had when we were originally trying to name the podcast. I thought, okay, dad things, right? Mm -hmm. Hi, dad soup. Right. I can hear Jackson doing something in the background right now. It's perfect. It's on brand. <laughs> uh, it probably is not being picked up by the microphones, but... It's okay if it is. Um, That's the real life of fatherhood right there. Hi, Dad Soup's from the Goofy movie. Right. Where Goofy and Max used to share alphabet soup, and they call it Hi, Dad Soup because Max spelled out the words Hi, Dad in the soup. And so they had a family tradition of having Hi, Dad Soup. Yeah. And so you wanted to make that a segment... I think it would be fun. I think like... Oh, but sorry. We wanted to name the podcast. I was like thinking of podcast names. I was yeah. like, well, what about Haddad Soup? We talked about it. We didn't know if everybody would understand that reference. Um, and, you know, so we didn't stick with it. But I think it'd be fun to incorporate it into the podcast. Um, and I think it'd be fun to have a segment called like the Haddad Soup moment of the week. Mm -hmm. And then share a fun parenting moment that happened throughout the week. What's yours? I I felt so much um, support. I might get emotional here. I felt so much support when um, Francie, my wife, and the boys uh, woke up really early on the day of the marathon and drove to Epcot, took the monorail to Magic Kingdom, stood on Main Street, and it poured on them. Like, they got soaked. But they stood there in the pouring rain. I'm getting emotional. Uh, with a sign cheering me on and it just seeing the excitement in my boys faces knowing that I also was inspiring them was a very powerful moment like it was so cool to see them cheer me on to do something for myself and to show them that like I want that for them as well like I want them to overcome things I want them to like believe in themselves and achieve things and then Francie took the boys back to the hotel, packed up the hotel by herself. And then um, Ethan, our youngest, really wanted to be dopey for Halloween this year. Yeah. So he has this like full dopey costume. And she asked him like, Ethan, do you want to wear this? Like for daddy, since he's doing the dopey challenge. And Ethan loves a good costume moment. So Ethan just strutted around the finish line um, with his dopey costume. And just seeing them again at the end at the finish and the excitement in their faces. Like it's just really cool. Super magical. Yeah. Powerful moment for sure. So, yeah, that's my moment for sure. I, that is a good moment. <laughs> and I can understand why you wanted to have a whole segment about that. Yeah. I think that, like, w these things happen to us on a weekly basis, and I think it's cool to have a moment and pause and just be like, ah, that's our moment for the week. Because I it's, I don't ever want to let those moments go by um, because they change so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, our oldest is seven, and he is... It's just like I see little glimpses of like already seeing like preteen things. And I'm like, where did little baby Luke go? Like what is right. happening right now? And so, yeah, I think it'd be fun to like have those moments. And hopefully you guys appreciate them. I feel like, you know, as dads, I think moms are rock stars at sharing like the journey of motherhood. I don't think dads talk about it enough. Like I don't think no. fathers do. I don't think we talk about like the high moments and then also some of the low moments as well. And we all experience them. We all have them. So I think it'd be fun for us to like connect on that. 
I don't have any that's like that. I know. Sorry, I really inspirational because <laughs> I didn't run a marathon or anything like that. You did though have a fun moment, and you talked about this in your vlogs, and I got to witness like a moment where Jackson sent you a video and you sent him a video back. Oh, during the run at the end, yeah. Oh yeah, where he's like, he was asking me about the medal. Yeah, he's like, he goes, "Did you win?" And I was like, "Yeah, I did." Yeah. Beat everybody. Yeah, you. you I got like, my medal. No, got... they don't just give medals to everybody. <laughs> He's like, I got first place, and that's so cool. Like that is a moment where Jackson's gonna take that and process that and be like, my dad's a rock star. He did awesome things, and I want to be like my dad. Oh, see, I wasn't even gonna mention that one. I was gonna say we went to Animal Kingdom, okay. and we went to Dino Land. Oh, fun! And we rode Triceratops Fin just before going and playing the carnival game. Nice. I just wanted to bring in Triceratops yeah, Fin there. I love the it. carnival games. Um, he, like, I don't mean to toot my own horn, <laughs> but I'm better at carnival games than a four-year-old. That's an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. And so I let him win in a couple of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, maybe I let him win. As one does. Maybe he did win. Yeah. But like the look on his face of me turning him, turning to him and being like, you did it. You oh. won. And he's like, I won. And I was like, yeah. He's like, how did I do that? And I was like, because you did it. You're oh, good. That's amazing. You empowered him. Yeah. So cool. Those and then are... he uh, got upset when he couldn't throw the basketball. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. He didn't get like really upset. He's just like, why couldn't I do that? And I was we like, the have... basketball is bigger than your head. We have high moments and then we have <laughs> low moments. Ethan in his dopey costume was really upset that daddy ate all of the fake cheese and Ethan didn't get a fake cheese himself. So. <laughs> I've got an extra one downstairs. Oh, okay. Going to bring it home to him? <laughs> Be like, I really needed those calories. Do you know how many calories I burned running the marathon? 10,000. Oh, no. <laughs> That's way too more. 4,000. 4,400 calories oh, just in, in running. And I ran for like six hours. How much did you eat during that? I ate like, so runners will eat these things called stinger waffles. They're not like a real waffle. They're very thin. but They look like shroop waffles. Yeah. They're a quick way to get carbs. I ate two of those. And then they passed out bananas, I think, two or three times. The bananas were very green, so they were not the easiest bananas to eat. But I ate them because I needed potassium. Mm -hmm. um, and interesting, fun fact, they mentioned this at one of the start lines. I guess potatoes have more potassium than bananas do. Oh. And so someone made a joke like, why aren't they passing out potatoes along <laughs> the round? I'm like, seriously, I would much rather have a potato than a banana. I think it's easier to eat a banana. Yeah, probably. Than it is to eat like a whole potato. And I'd imagine like fries no longer have potassium in them. No, they still do. Oh, okay. Fries are actually pretty good because they got salt on them too. So give me the fries. Yeah. I would, it would probably make your stomach upset. The oil is what would probably mess you up. I cheered on the marathon one year. Yeah. And uh, that's what, at the beach club, people were handing out french fries. Interesting. To runners. So at the end of the race, um, you circle through World Showcase, and lots of people were getting, like, drinks. Beers and such. Beers and, like, moonshine sours and all kinds of margaritas. I don't drink alcohol, so wow, I, I did not partake in any of those Seems things. like a bad idea after running that feel many like miles. My stomach would be upset. But I did see someone stop in Germany and get one of the like massive pretzels. Big pretzel, yeah. And I was like, why didn't I think of that? That good idea. Delicious. Yeah. That's a real good idea. That's next. carbs and salt. Next time. It's happening. Yeah. So and I say next time, I think I'm gonna try to do dopey again next year. Okay, well, there you go. You want to join me? No. Um, <laughs> but I think we've, we, 
we talked a lot about run Disney. we have a lot on run disney we talked a lot about it but you know it was quite the accomplishment yeah it was a big part of your life yeah for sure i mean it's one of the biggest things i've ever accomplished 48 miles is no joke let me ask you this now that you've done something phenomenal (laughs) right it's it's extraordinary yeah right nobody not a lot of people have done 48.6 miles in four days right it's an elite group of people (laughs) yeah do you have the taste for something more like more than like do you want to run an ultra marathon well what i want to do next year is run dopey maybe dopey oh and then do coast to coast Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so there are people and we mentioned this last week but there are people that literally finished dopey and then a couple days later hopped on a plane uh hopped on a plane in la anyways to la (laughs) yeah they flew to la um or anaheim and um are quite literally in the middle of running a 5k 10k and and half marathon over at Disneyland this week. I'll be honest. You know how you just told me that the most, uh, the least fun part of the marathon was that road between Animal Kingdom? Yeah. That's the way that I feel like half of the marathon would be at Disneyland because you're just in the streets of Anaheim. Yeah. it's a, And so they, they, don't, they don't do a full marathon there because I feel like that would be even more complicated. Dude, to run into Santa Monica and back. Yeah. But the <laughs> half marathon over there, like so boring. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool that they get to run through all of DCA and Disneyland. But outside of that, there's nothing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm interested to see like what the courses look like for that. Today they did the 5K, um, and I'm excited to see what what more content. Which the 5K could be inside both parts. Yeah, that'd be fun. But anyway, Through downtown Disney and such. I'm sure you guys are like, we're done with the run Disney. Yeah. And guess what? So well, are we? Really, I was going to ask you if you wanted to like climb Mount Everest or something. No. Okay. <laughs> we talked about this. I talked about this with Jen, and I was like, you know, I understand it. I understand the want for people to climb Mount Everest. Yeah. That's not for me. No, me either. I I would be too cold. Well, I mean, yeah. That's, <laughs> yes. But also, like, it's, it's one, it's really crowded. Yeah. But, like. It kind of scares me. I'm not going to. Yeah. No, I mean, people die. Yeah. Um, But also, like, same thing, cave diving. I have no, no. I've done cavern diving, and I've done, I've done overhead environments, but, like, I don't need to go. No. And I've I, done like line work and stuff like that and I don't need to No. I would like to go like cage diving with sharks. Okay. I wouldn't need the cage. Uh if it's sharks I'd appreciate the cage, but I'd also love to like swim with whales. Mm. I think that'd be really I've cool. never been in the water with a whale. I've been in the water with sharks and stuff like that. That's yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. Not all the time. It's not like I was out there late yesterday at the shark. <laughs> but like it's 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 happened more. Right. But I the first time that I've ever seen a whale in the wild was like two years ago. Uh, same. I we went to visit my sister who lives up in, in New England and went on a whale watching tour and we got to see them breach, which is when they like jump out of the water and yeah. twist, like you see on the commercials. Um and it is a phenomenal experience. How close were they to you? Because they when I I did it in Hawaii and they were very far away. When they breached, they were a little bit of a distance, but then they swam right up to our boat. They were awesome. I guess I could say like it. It depends on what you, where your your definition of whale and dolphin is, because like dolphins and whales closely related. And I've been in the water with dolphins before. Yeah, same. Yeah, no, and manatees. Manatees are elephants. Oh, <laughs> elephants of the sea. Yeah, I mean they're they're the closest related to closest related animal is an elephant to a, a really? manatee. Yeah, I love manatees. If you look at their little fingers, you can see it. <laughs> They look like flattened versions of elephant hands. They got little these little like stubby oh, fingernails on them. Fascinating. Yeah, I got farted on by a manatee one time. I have I've touched a manatee in the water, which you're not supposed to. But this depends was depends on where you're at. 
well and this was like i i could not avoid it it literally just swam right up to me that's what happened to me i was scuba diving at a place called blue springs Mm -hmm. look it up it's very nice um and it was manatee season and so uh, we we went down to the spring and i was getting my like gear on because you like you like kind of walk down there with it and i was getting it on getting my mask on and manatee came over to me and it like sat on my lap Mm mm-hmm this is like a 2,000 pound animal. They're just gentle giants. Yeah, but it, it, <laughs> I had to put my like regulator in really quick because oh, it was yeah. pushing me underwater. Oh, no, that's scary. Yeah. 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 And so, Unintentionally. Like, and it, then it farted. That's what happened. <laughs> like, that's how I know that a manatee could fart. Well, and it wasn't like doing that like to drag you down. Like, manatees are harmless. Hmm? Says you. <laughs> no, I, I, I would do something like that, but Mount Everest, not for me. Okay. Um, I think I would be interested. You've probably done this before. I think I would be interested in skydiving. Yeah, yeah. It's it. Uh, it's not the same thing that you would imagine. It's like. Would you rather go bungee jumping or skydiving? Never been bungee jumping. You would do it. Yeah, I would do it. Mm. But I've never been. I've been skydiving twice. I don't think I would ever want to go bungee jumping, but I would go skydiving. Yeah, I feel s- maybe this is not appropriate but i feel like i'd be more safe skydiving right than bungee jumping why i don't know okay (laughs) there you go i feel like the bungee jumping is just like what if it snaps what if a cord snaps on the true i don't know i also have an intense fear of heights but you don't feel that when you're in a plane yeah i don't ever you don't feel that when you're skydiving either. That's what I feel like. I, I feel like it would be so, it's it, it's almost like it's so displaced from you, like how yeah. far up you actually are, that I would be able to handle it so much better. And it's interesting too, because when you are falling, there's so much air underneath you. Right. That it feels like you're being held up. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would appreciate that. I feel like it would, I would almost feel safe. Yeah. The hardest part is breathing. Yeah. Because the air is coming at you so fast. You feel like you like, you like. Your can't not, your lungs can't keep up or something? Well, it's like coming into you so fast. Oh wow! It's just like <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll try it. Maybe one day we'll do that. Yeah, let's go a live podcast while skydiving. skydiving. <laughs> okay, that tracks. Yeah, um, we. Want, I want to do skydive Space Coast because that's the highest. Also, my, this just popped into my brain. Robert Downey Jr. accepted an award at the Golden. Oh yes, yeah. some one of our listeners pointed this out. He accepted his award and he made a comment and he said, that tracks, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you think Robert Downey Jr. listens to the podcast? No. <laughs> I don't think Robert Downey Jr. listens to any podcast. Yeah, probably not. But I like to believe that Iron Man listens to our podcast. He is an interesting person to listen to because he has been famous for so long yeah. that he is a cartoon person. Yeah, I get that vibe from him. That I like, got that vibe from his speech. Like everything, it's like, it's like, you remember how Mariah Carey thinks that she's never paid a power bill? I don't remember that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, Mariah Carey thinks that she doesn't have to pay a power bill because she's Mariah Carey, but like somebody else is paying it for her. She would. Right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the same thing. I'm sure that Robert Downey Jr. understands power bills, but at the same time, he lives in a world where he doesn't have to worry about that. It's just taken care of. True. He just wakes up and is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And that's all that he has to worry about all day long is being Robert Downey Jr. Turns on that trans podcast with Tim and Nick and goes about his day. Yeah. He, <laughs> he he goes out and he collects cars. And listens to the pod. And listens to the podcast. <laughs> that's it. I like to believe that he's doing that. But anyways, um, 
I think I think that is that does it for all of our other tangents. Oh, okay. We are we did want to talk about what we both experienced today, and that is Festival of the Arts. If you're watching this on YouTube, you've noticed that I have the festival guide in my hand. Um, I have it just in case we need to reference anything. But yeah, today's the day. Festival today of the Arts. Today, shortest festival at Epcot. It runs from January 12th to February 19th. Wow, good job. Yeah. Impressive. I know. Because <laughs> I had to say it today. Uh, yeah, it, it is unfortunate that it's such a fast festival because it is my favorite festival. Yeah, it's really cool. There's a lot of neat things to do and to see and to eat yeah. and to buy. Today was the first day. Um, so we're recording this on Friday, January 12th, and it was, as always with any Epcot festival, chaos. The busiest day in the world yeah. on opening day. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, as to be expected, I love that. I love, it's one of my favorite things at Disney. The first day of a festival at Epcot, there's just an excitement in the air. Yeah. And you can feel it. Yeah, everybody's there. Everyone's, all of the like content creators are there, all of the vloggers, just everybody's there, obviously, to capture the content. Go ahead. You know, one of my favorite things about any festival, especially Festival of the Arts, is seeing the Instagrammers. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Seeing their outfits, seeing like yeah. what they're showing up, how they're going to like capture their content. It's fun. Like there's just an excitement about it. And it's it's unfortunate that people get frustrated and annoyed by that because the other thing that's happening is that these people are out there capturing that content because they're taking that information to so many people who are going to be that much more prepared for their experience at Festival yeah. of the Arts. Um, and they're going to try all of this food to say, this is great. I'd skip this. And if you trust that opinion, then you get to follow along with it. So yeah. I love it. I love it. I love I love it, too, because I'm a part of that community. So I do get to see like people that I know um, and have built relationships with, get to hang out with friends. Um, and it's just fun. It's just yeah. a good time. I'll tell you this, too. So we didn't hang out today, even though we, we were there at the same time. Yeah, we got to see each other for like two minutes. And you know what's funny is that on a day that we record, I almost don't want to talk to you. Wow. Not out of like- I'm offended. <laughs> you know, any sort of like, uh, ooh, what I do you call that? Like, I Wait, what? Go ahead. What is that, what is that term? <laughs> Where like, any sort of like malice. Okay. Like I have nothing against you, but I want to make sure that I hold in all of my- Your information? Everything. I don't know. When I, we talk. I think it could go twofold. So today it just didn't work out. We were so busy. Like you got there, you were slammed. I got there, I was slammed. We got there at different times. It just didn't work out today. Yeah. Um. So it it could be fun to bring, like what, what we're about to bring is like, like our two different experiences at the festival. Yeah. But I also think that sometimes it'll be fun to like share how we experience it together. Right. I like togetherness. Together. <laughs> together. Festival of the Arts. I got there. Probably around 12 o'clock today. Exact same time as me. <laughs> we got there at the exact same time. <laughs> We're like walking in. Yeah. Like, I don't know you. <laughs> we really did. <laughs> I didn't see you. I didn't either. I mean, but it again, it is so busy and it's it's awesome too because we get the opportunity to meet a lot of people as well that like support your YouTube channel, uh, people that support the podcast. So many people came up to, to me today and told me that they were so excited about this podcast Ooh. and I love that. Tell your friends. Yeah, tell everybody, share it, like yeah. it, subscribe. Um, but no, it, it was really special. And and also, a lot of people came up to me today and said congratulations on Dopey, and that meant the world to me as well. I don't, and I don't then, even know who these people are, and they were congratulating me on my Dopey marathon. And then a, a lot of people came up to you and told you that your opinion is incorrect. I did. The get... Haunted Mansion <laughs> is a nice attraction, and people love it. I did get yelled at today. <laughs> 
<laughs> very in in jest, very respectfully. Yeah, just joking around. But they said, "Nick, I'm mad at you," and it was because of my comments on Haunted Mansion. And you know, I knew it was going to happen. I'm not going to have any hot takes today. I don't think Maybe. I'll do a hot take. Okay. Uh, I'm fine with Country Bears changing. I've said this before. Yeah. Because I don't think it brings in the kids. Yeah. Which, by the way, they did announce. That's a quick little theme park news. They announced the official last day of Country Bears is January 26th. I don't. I don't. I didn't see the news. I feel really bad. I'll fact check that as we're talking about Festival of the Arts. But I think it's January 26th. Okay. Yeah. You look it up. I'll tell you what I did today. I walked into Festival of the Arts, <laughs> and and I uh, I went in. And I I did uh, the same thing that I uh, I like to experience it. I like to go in, see the opening of Epcot, see like what it, not the opening, but like the 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 display that's like Festival of the Arts, um, and then pick up a passport and go through and like try to find. I do a cross reference of the passport and the Disney Parks blog, which. I do have to admit, Disney, I want you to change something. I want you to change two things. I want you to take the information that's in the Parks blog and integrate it into the information that is in the Passport and tell me what are the new things at the booths in the Passport so that I don't have to go to the Passport, see where the stuff is, then look at the or look at the Parks blog, see what's new, and then find out where that booth is because... Uh, some of it like makes sense, like you know, uh, the the French booth is in French, right? But like in France, the uh, there was a new booth that was called like Craftsman's Corner or something like that, mm-hmm. and that was near Disney Traders. As right. soon as you get into World Showcase, but like on Parks Blog, it's just like find it, find it, yeah, and like also put a map of where the booths are in the back of the passport. Why? Why is there not a map? Yeah, that seems like it would make sense. Just like... I also... Maybe you just said this. I wasn't... I don't... Maybe I missed it because I was looking up the date. Which, by the way, January 26th is the last day that you can experience Country Bears. Is that the closing day or the the last day? The closing day, it says starting on January 27th, it will be closed. Okay. Yeah. Because that's an interesting thing about theme parks is they will say, closing day is the 27th. Right. And that means that it's not opening on the 27th. Correct. So the last day to experience is the 26th. 26th, yeah. So. The, the, the facts have been checked. Um, but I also wish, again, maybe you just said this, that they would say what items were new this year. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was not paying attention. I was... In the in the, in the the past. Yeah. Because they say it on Parks on Blog. On the blog, yeah. Why can't they? And for that? whatever reason, they don't put the the booths in the same order in the Parks Blog as yeah. they do in the pamphlet. Yeah. So the pamphlet... If you're new to festivals, if you go to the back of the pamphlet and you start leafing forward in it, you will go counterclockwise around World Showcase. So if you're going forward, you're going clockwise around World Showcase. But for whatever reason, it's kind of, it's still, yeah, no, this makes sense. Okay. He's currently, sorry. Those who are just listening. Yeah, you're hearing this. He's, (laughs) I like the ASMR. (laughs) <laughs> Did you go to Hollywood Studios when it was MGM and experience Sounds Dangerous? I don't remember that, but I did go to MGM a lot when I was a kid. Sounds Dangerous, you would remember. Mm. It was where Potato Land is now, okay. where the Mickey shorts are. Okay. Um, and Sounds Dangerous was you go into a theater and they pick one person out of the audience and they go up on stage and they do the Foley work ah. 
uh, for a thing that's up there. And they're like, all right, stomp on these gravel. And then after that, you would go into the exiting area. It wasn't the gift shop. There wasn't anything to buy, I don't think. Mm. But they had sound booths that you could oh, go into. Fun. And you go into the sound booth, you put your headphones on, and then you listen to, uh, it was weird. It was like spatial audio. Do you, you have AirPods, right? Yeah. Have you experienced spatial audio? What does that mean? Spatial audio is, you should try it. It's really neat. Watch Disney Plus with your AirPods in. And like, you hold your phone here and you turn your head to the left and right. And it like keeps the audio sounding like it's where oh, the yeah. phone is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when you would do this thing at the end of Sounds Dangerous, say like somebody would be giving you a haircut and you're wearing these headphones. They're just like cheap headphones, but they still sounded good. And you would hear them like, and it sounded like they were really giving you a haircut. I feel like I remember something like this. Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. Poor memory from my childhood. Yeah, it's a like it's a very faint memory that I'm like, ah, yes, this sounds familiar. Sounds Dangerous was hosted by Drew Carey towards the end. Okay. Yeah. So Cool. I know who Drew Carey is. Yeah. So back to <laughs> Festival of the Arts. Um, yeah, so different experiences today because we didn't get to hang out together because we were so busy. But um, do you want to share your experience from Festival of the Arts? You got there. Oh, yeah. I picked up my booth, my, my booklet, and I uh, started saying hi to everybody. <laughs> started saying hello. You got to try a couple new food items. Yeah, I tried four new food items. Yeah. I tried the pork belly mm-hmm. from Craftsman Corner, the flank steak from Craftsman Corner, the uh, the beets from Canada, and the chocolate cake from France. What was your favorite of the new food items? Pork belly. Okay. Pork belly was really good, had raclette cheese on it. Stinky old cheese that tastes delicious. Sounds wonderful. And, and that's from peppers. Craftsman Corner. Craftsman's Corner. And that is, I think, I remember walking by that booth. It's like directly across from Mexico. No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> There's no booth directly across from Mexico. Not not the Mexico Pavilion, but the Mexico booth, which is oh, sort of like yeah, near well, the Odyssey. Building. It is uh, directly next to the um, the. That's Asha, Asha. <laughs> right next to her meet and greet. Okay, so not far from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. I have to go try that. I didn't get to. So I personally did not get to try a lot of the new food items today. I actually went for the things that I like the most, like the things that have returned and I'm a big fan of. Right. Um, so I had um, my favorite booth at Festival of the Arts is the Pop Eats booth. Pop Eats is where. Um, there used to be a Starbucks, like a temporary Starbucks, kind of as you enter into World Showcase, if you're entering, if I am looking at World Showcase and I'm entering from like the right side of World Showcase, um, that's where Pop Eats. Do you have another way of identifying where that is? If you take the path that runs down near the Imagination Pavilion. Correct. That's where Pop Eats is. Yeah. As you get into World Showcase. Right. Near Disney Traders. Yeah. My favorite booth. It's called Disney Traders? No, there's Port of Entry. One's called Port of Entry and one's called Disney Traders? Yeah. So it's near Port of Entry. Yeah. And it's so good. So they have grilled cheese and tomato soup. And one of the grilled cheese has like pimento cheese. And bacon powder. It is so good. That is the first thing that I wanted today and that is the first thing that I had. Um, It's delicious. It's my favorite. I'm so happy it's back. I will be, that is one thing that I would be so sad if they take away, which it's bound to happen. Like they're always cycling through the, the booths. Right. But uh, yeah, I need that to be a staple. You can also get a popped art there. Yep. Like I, a, a popped art. I didn't see like what that looked like this year. I didn't go for Same it. as it always has. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so the, the grilled cheese did not disappoint. It was delicious as always. It's also nice because usually Festival of the Arts, it tends to be like more chilly in Florida. Today was not that day. Today, we woke up this morning and it was a little cool, um, but it got more humid and more warm as the day progressed today. Um, so I'm glad that I had it at the beginning of my day as opposed to later as it got warmer. I also got a sushi donut, which is like a staple, I feel like. At sushi in the shape of a donut? Yeah, it's not it's not an, like sweet like a donut. It's literally just rice shaped like a donut with sushi on top. Yeah. Very good, delicious as always. And then I've got an empanada um from there's a booth that's sort of themed to Encanto. Encanto is a big deal to our family, our youngest son we adopted from Colombia. I don't think I've shared that on the podcast yet. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So, um and Encanto was released into theaters when we were in Colombia. And it was like the first thing that we got to do as a family. You guys watched it in Colombia? Mm -hmm. yeah. Was it in Spanish? Um, so they had two versions. They had one in English with Spanish subtitles. Okay. And then they had a version totally in Spanish. We went to the English version with the Spanish subtitles. Okay. It was really cool to see. It's fun to go to an international movie theater. It's f really fun to watch a movie that you're excited about because you're a Disney family. And this movie is set in Colombia. So the people that were in that theater were so proud of the movie. Yeah. It was a very cool to experience. Um, but yeah, so that movie means a lot to our family. And they 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 brought that food booth a couple of years ago um, to Festival of the Arts. And I was, I'm was i just thankful it's back. I have an issue with that food booth. What is it? And I've always had an issue with that food booth. The fact that it's themed to Encanto, but they don't have arepas. So it's interesting because they say that the food is inspired by co traditional Colombian food, but even the empanada is not a traditional Colombian empanada. Colombian empanadas typically are made, I think, and I, I could get this wrong and excuse me if I do, but I think that they're made from like a corn paste. Um, and then the beef inside is very different than what the meat is in the empanada that exists at Festival of the Arts. My mom is Cuban. I've said this before. And uh, the empanada that's at um, Festival of the Arts is more similar to a Cuban empanada than it is a Colombian empanada. And I understand that because we have more people here in Florida from Cuba yeah. than we do from Colombia. But I just feel like if you're going to say that it's like a traditional... Like inspired by. Yeah. To like, I think that's their like way around it is by saying yeah. the word inspired. Yeah, they can get away with it that way. There's also, still a main point of the movie... Is arepas. Oh, for sure. They should have arepas con queso. And they have before. They've no, had it. They never have. Not at the Encanto booth. They've had it at other booths in that location, but not at the Encanto booth. I feel like that booth, maybe it wasn't Encanto at the time, but that booth has had arepas before with cheese. I know yeah. they have. Yeah. But it wasn't. as soon as they turned to Encanto, they didn't they have it anymore. It. That's lame. The, Correct me if I'm wrong. They, but I believe that I'm correct. It, and they should. I mean, that is a big part of the movie, and it's also a big part of Colombian like cuisine. Like they eat that. They also had a soup a couple of years ago. Um, it, it's called ajiaco, and that is a traditional Colombian soup um, that we had when we were in Colombia. Um, they changed it up. It was another like inspired by. Uh, they changed up the flavors a little bit uh, a couple of years ago, but they haven't brought that back either. Hmm. They did. Uh, release a new dessert it's a passion fruit filled mango cheesecake there's a lot going on with it but i was a big fan okay yeah big win would definitely get that again um that is the only new food item that i tried today though everything else was stuff that like i was just excited to have back 
Uh-huh. Was there any artist that you saw that you're like, ooh, I uh, like this? I there was a lot of art that I saw that I was a big fan of. Um, I'm not going to remember the names though on some of the paintings, which I don't want to like mention the art if I can't like give credit to the artist. Right. I think I have pictures of it on my phone. I can look up really fast, but um, I went by the Thomas Kincaid booth. Um, I, as a kid, my dad was a massive fan of Thomas Kincaid. So it's always like very nostalgic for me to go see their paintings because it just makes me think of my dad. So uh, I'm going to, hopefully this doesn't upset anybody. Hot take, not a huge fan of Thomas Kincaid. Yeah, that's okay. Everybody has their preferences. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's for me, it's all the nostalgia. And I like the way that they, they like, find ways to incorporate Disney into the paintings as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I went by the Thomas Kincaid booth. There was a painting that I was a huge fan of, um, and I took a video of it that I'll share on my story. But okay, it was by Steve Thompson, and there were three different pieces that he did. Um, I wish there was a way that I could show this to you all. but Show it to me. The, there's a lot of you that are just listening, but he did three pieces, and one of the pieces was with Tarzan. Um, another piece was with Treasure Planet. And then another piece was Atlantis. And those are three movies that I do not think gets enough representation at Disney parks in general. Tarzan more so than the other two. Not enough. And those three movies were like quintessential to my childhood. They were like, I think they were like late 90s, early 2000s. Um, So like 10-year-old Nick was like living his best life watching those movies. Did you ever go to Animal Kingdom and see Tarzan Rock? I did, yeah. Loved it. Tarzan is the first movie, fun fact, Tarzan's the first movie that I remember seeing in theaters. Okay. Like like Disney movie in theaters. Gotcha. Anyways, uh, so that was exciting. I was excited to see paintings done on those three films because I don't think that there's like not enough people pay homage to those movies and they're great movies. Have you seen all of them? Yes. I was about to say, don't. <laughs> um atlantis in particular i'm such a big fan of that's why i love wondrous journeys over at disneyland because wondrous journeys is one of their it's their fireworks show that they released for the 100th um, anniversary of the walt disney company and that fireworks show incorporates those movies into it. Oh. did i just spoil things for you no i don't care okay. about that it's fine. <laughs> um i there's a an artist there then he does performance art too his name is trevor carlton okay and you can see him on the stage, and the stage is right as soon as you get to World Showcase. But he does, like, he plays pop music, and he kind of, like, dances around, and he paints. Okay. And he paints very fast, and it's very good. I love it. So, like, his booth, as soon as you get into World Showcase, first booth on the left. That's his booth. Okay. And so, like, next time you go, have a look at him. They are very impressive for how quickly he paints them. Then he, like, finishes them out throughout the day, but, like... He does performances where he's just like up on stage, like right in a way. La. That's awesome. I want to say that the the paintings that I saw too, by the way, of Tarzan and the other movies were um, near Morocco. Okay. Yeah. Just in case anybody's like, ooh, I want to go check that out. I think yeah. it was near Morocco. Um, what you were just saying though, reminds me of another reason why I love Festival of the Arts so much. It's so interactive. Mm-hmm. I think like that's what for me, like makes a good festival at Epcot. And I think sometimes that's what's missing at something like food and wine. You get to see art come to life at Festival of the Arts. You're seeing performances. You're seeing people sing. Tonight they have Broadway stars that are singing. Um, Broadway stars that were, did the Frozen musical. Exactly. And and so I think that's one of the coolest things about Festival of the Arts. And then you get to like, I don't know, did you get to see the um, 3D almost 
art where you get to walk into like a photo opportunity and you're like walking into a scene of a movie or a yeah. famous painting. Yeah. Did you get to see, I think they released, well, I know they released new ones this year because one of them was themed after Wish. Did yeah, you? I saw that. Yeah. So cool. I love those like photo opportunities. And there's also like chalk art too, where exactly. they do 3D chalk art and you can stand on the chalk and it looks like you're in. Yeah. And they were starting to do that. Unfortunately, I think they were a little delayed because it rained some this morning. Right. But um, they were starting to do that. And you just get to see art come to life at Festival of the Arts. There's also a gigantic paint by number piece. Yes. Where you can go and you paint three squares on it. And then the guests of Epcot create a paint by number. And I got to paint today. Look at you. I am an artist. You did it. <laughs> I painted my squares. I painted squares thir number 13. They're all labeled as different numbers. And then you get a paint color that corresponds with that number. And 13 is also Taylor Swift's favorite number. So. Felt appropriate. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just fun. A good time. It's always fun to be able to experience a festival at Epcot where you are experiencing that festival. You're not just going to eat food. You're getting to like put yourself into art. I love yeah. it. Also, there was a lot of new merchandise that was released today. Um, I don't know if anybody cares about merch, but I'm a big merch guy. I like seeing I it. I didn't get to see any of it today. Oh, that's I'm a to go back. Yeah, it was cool. So Figment was a... was heavily themed to the merchandise um they have disney has really discovered the passion that people have for figment and they are running with it yeah uh, for festival of the arts specifically too he's yeah. like the mascot the mascot because he's all about imagination and colors yeah rainbows yeah yeah so figment was like um he's heavily represented on the merchandise he's on the spirit jersey they've got t-shirts some of the stuff is actually really really cool i liked a lot of the merchandise this year um, Lug has a new backpack. I love that bag. Yeah, it's so nice. Did you get to see the, the new one they released today? Yeah, the one with the purple one. The crossbody? They have see the crossbody. They have a crossbody and then the purple one, which is the one I'm talking about. The backpack, referring. yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. It is yeah. so cool looking. Um, I love Lug's designs so far. I'm yeah. a big fan. A lot of pockets. Yeah, and just it's such good quality material. Anyways, um, so Lug released a new bag. Um, there was a new, uh, figment plush that I saw, obviously all kinds of new pins that were exciting. Um, but then the, the hot item of the day was the new popcorn bucket. Right. Shaped to the imagination pavilion. Which is so cool. Yeah. We were talking. We talked about it. Yeah. We said we should have all of them. Yeah. We need, we need like a, a popcorn bucket for every iconic building at, at Walt Disney World. Yeah. Spaceship Earth. I would love, uh, Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror, Test Track, just like a gigantic reflective <laughs> donut. Be so random. It like randomly shakes every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other buildings would you want a popcorn bucket out of? Maybe like any building. Any building? Mm -hmm. Name a building. Would you want an Odyssey popcorn bucket building? No, because it's not like I iconic enough. Yeah, I said those words wrong. Popcorn bucket building is what I just said. A building popcorn, popcorn bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do love the Odyssey building because that's like my childhood. Yeah. But like, I think there should be a Mickey popcorn bucket where he's wearing the Odyssey outfit. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's like the, the silver outfit with the rainbow on the chest. Is that where that comes from? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there was a show in that building oh. that had him and Minnie in those outfits. And they would also walk around outside of the Odyssey building and I, throughout Future World. I saw a painting today that had them in those outfits in front of Spaceship Earth and it was really cool. Yeah. Um... I think that if they gave us... You know what that painting was called? Hmm. The Future Started in 1982. Oh. That's cool name for a painting, right? That is brilliant. Did you see the one I'm talking about? Yeah, was it... 
I was trying to think of other buildings that I would want. This one right here? Yep, that's the one. That is by Maria Stuckley. It's a really cool... It's in the passport. Yeah, it's a really cool painting of Mickey and Minnie in those costumes standing in front of Spaceship Earth. I loved it. I took a video of it. I, I think I would... I want a, a Pirates of the Caribbean popcorn bucket, but not the building. That seems lame. Yeah. Maybe like the Jolly Skull. Roger. Mm. Yeah, Skull would be cool. But the Jolly Roger, like a pirate ship that... It doesn't even have to be like a popcorn bucket. It can just be a popcorn holder. Okay. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't envision it. So I'm not a fan of it yet until I see it. I think it'd be cool. But but regardless, if this popcorn bucket's really cool. A popcorn bucket's... Oh, it lights up too. Yeah. And it, it, they've just taken on like a meaning of their own because of the, the chaos and craziness that ensued two years ago when they released the Figment popcorn bucket. Yeah. Were you there that day? Yeah. I was too. I don't know that we knew each other well at that point. No. But I did remember t today I thought about this. Like one of the first vlogs that I was ever in on your channel was Festival of the Arts last year, first day. I oh. remember walking around with you guys and it was very chilly. Oh yeah. It was really cold. We all hung out together. Oh, everybody always makes fun of me for the way that I dress when it's cold. Why? Because I'm from Florida and I overdress. Uh, I don't judge you for that. I wear like 15 jackets. Uh, whatever. 60 degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It's okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So we're at an hour and five. Okay. I think we need to... <laughs> we said we were going to make a shorter podcast this week and here we are but and i think we we've done okay um but yeah so festival of the arts is here and it's it'll be here for a month and i like i can't get enough of the festival i'm gonna go a lot me too yeah a lot of times me too can't wait to go back all right sorry if you just saw that that was a little short circuit in my brain because i wanted to say something else oh but then i realized that if i had just said it it wouldn't make any sense the conversation so i stopped myself <laughs> and i continued i was like yes we're talking, not talking about that right now. We're I don't know when now. that's ever prevented you from saying those oh, things. Oh, you before. just didn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a, a first day of festival like speech that you just had. Yeah. To. Anyways, we're tired. It was a it was a fun day, but it was a long day. Um, and I think we should end it on. <laughs> so I wanted to uh, mention this though. Oh. So I am going to change the way that I edit these on on YouTube. Okay. So it's to, it was taking me too long to edit, and I was jumping back and forth too much. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. But I think it's too much. So I'm going to cut back on that. It'll help with my editing time, and it will help with, uh, and, you know, we'll still do the shots that are just your face and the shots that are just my face, some back and forth. But for the most part, it's just going to be a static shot of us here talking to the camera. Which is fine. I mean, yeah, they're here to see us. Right. Um, And so... I just want to mention that. Yeah, that's good. Um, also, like, just keep in mind, we've this is our third episode. We are continuing to learn and grow and figure out different ways to do things. So right. we appreciate all of you guys' feedback and, and really just the excitement. Like, it means so much to us how excited you guys are about this podcast because we are equally excited about it. So yeah. thank you for your support. We appreciate that. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at that underscore tracks underscore pod. We will be, as we continue to grow and develop, we'll be posting some maybe like behind the scenes stuff on there. BTS. TBD. Um, and then also on YouTube. Yeah. So if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, you also can watch this in video format on our YouTube channel. Right. So. And as of right now, that is the best way to support us. Yeah, for sure. Because. Watching those YouTubes. Yeah. If you want to listen to it and then turn around and go home and watch it, I'm not going to be mad at you for that. Right. <laughs> um, I did also want to mention one other thing and I forgot. Oh, 
the fun fact. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you promised us last week, promised me that you would have fun facts about the Cheetah Girls, and you did send me a Cheetah Girls. Do you say GIF? GIF? A GIF, yeah, GIF. GIF. Okay. But it wasn't Cheetah. It was it was that so Raven. You yeah. Told me. Well, you said that it was Cheetah Girls, and I corrected you. It was that so Raven. So did one of the Cheetah Girls date a or married to a Kardashian? One of the two girls dated a Kardashian. I don't think they ever got married. Okay. Yeah. That's my fact. Okay. <laughs> we'll take it. I did want names, but uh, ne- next week. I don't think we should drag this out anymore. Okay. It's done. Two right. girls are over. All right. Um, <laughs> But there was a fun fact that I said last week that I cut because it was wrong. Oh. And that was that Tower of Terror. You fact-checked yourself. I fact-checked myself when I was editing it because I was like, well, this sounds... <laughs> <laughs> a little incorrect, but Tower of Terror is 199 feet tall. Oh. I had said it was 200, or yeah, I said it was 299 feet tall because 300, it's not. It's 199 feet tall because if it was at 200, it would need a light on top of it. And then you said, is Everest taller? And I said, no, Tower of Terror is the tallest. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. Everest is a half a foot taller. But still not tall enough to need a light on top. Right. It is 199 and a half feet tall. Doesn't need a light. Tower of Terror doesn't need a light. I feel like Everest with the light on top of it would look weird, so that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. By the way, why do they call it Everest? What are you talking about? You're not on Mount Everest. You're on the Forbidden Mountain. It's a different different peak. I don't know. Different mountain. Expedition Everest? I don't know. Why? Yeah. Do you have an answer or are you just asking? No, I'm just asking. Uh, Like, Why do we call it Expedition Everest? If you're not on Mount Everest, you're on the Forbidden Mountain. Is that not Mount Everest? No. So if you're in Animal Kingdom, you know that there is that, uh, the altar that looks right. at Everest, and you can trace the peaks right. at of Everest. And then next to that is a sign that shows you, it says, this peak is Everest. This peak is the Forbidden Mountain. This peak is... So it's missing. We don't even know where Everest went. Right. You only can see the Forbidden Mountain. <laughs> maybe we should have Joe Rody on, and we can ask him that question. You think he, would, you think he knows the answer to that? I don't know. Maybe we should ask him if he listens to the podcast. We should ask him <laughs> if it tracks. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys. Appreciate all of you. We'll be back next week. Um, it'll be interesting because every week so far we've had something big and exciting happening. I don't necessarily think we have anything major happening to us this week. That's true. So who knows? You never know. The sky's the limit next week. Oh, the sky's the limit. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week.